Hey guys, welcome to Electronic Dance Money, your number one business resource for making money as electronic musicians and producers. Yo, yo, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Electronic Dance Money. I'm your host, Christian Casido, and we're going to be hanging out today discussing remix comps and whether or not they're worth it or if they're just a complete waste of time. Hope you guys are doing well. I am hanging out this week, just grinding on some work, getting some stuff done. By the way, if you guys haven't checked out I've got a new playlist set up. I'm playlisting new artists weekly, or I should say new tracks weekly, but most of, I'd say probably 80-ish percent of all the tracks that get added to the playlist are from pretty small producers that you probably haven't heard of, that most people haven't heard of. So this is one of my ways of trying to support and find new artists and new awesome tracks. Uh, I've been doing it for about four weeks now, four or five weeks. So if you want to check that out, I'll have a link to that playlist in the show notes. And if you want to submit your track as well, if you feel like your track would be a good fit for the playlist, you could submit it by sending me an email at promo at enviousaudio.com. That link will also be provided in the show notes. Reach out. Let me know if you want to get added. The playlist has been a ton of fun, and there's just a lot of really, really amazing artists that I've met through playlisting them. It's been fantastic. I talked to you guys about this a few weeks ago about how valuable playlisting can be, like playlisting other artists, starting your own playlist, tagging people, and it's provided both myself with a ton of value and other artists. So it's, I mean, it's a great thing to do. It's a great way to give back to other producers, support other artists. Um, But the whole playlist is pretty much straight up just bass house, drum and bass, some pop stuff. Um, a little bit of like really epic sounding electro style trance stuff. Uh, so if you're making anything in that genre at all, and in, in those genres, I should say, then you'd probably be a good fit if your track is good enough. So go ahead and reach out and hopefully we can get you playlisted. But for the time being, why don't we talk about today's episode? So I got into a nice little argument a healthy argument with a buddy of mine a couple months ago about whether or not people should be submitting remixes to remix comps and if they're worth it or if you're just wasting your time. I argued on the fact that it is worth it. Like there is a lot of value that you can get on remix comps. He didn't think there was really any value at all because the odds of you winning them are very slim, slim to none, which he is true. He is right. He is right on that on that front. And we'll be talking about that in a little bit here. But there, I, I still think that there's there's more value in remix comps than there isn't. And we're going to dive into those different topics and those different ideas of why remix comps are worth it, are worth your time, why you should be striving to create remixes and submit them. But regardless, he's he's not wrong. There, you know, there are negatives to remix comps. I wouldn't say there's like time wasting negatives to remix comps, 
but depending on where your headspace is, it can be a negative. So let's let's get into first why are remix comps around? You know, is it because labels really have no idea who they want to remix the track? Is it because it's a fun thing that an artist thinks would be a good good time spent looking for a remix for their track and they don't know who should remix their track? Is it because the labels want to give back to artists? Or maybe the artist wants to give back to other producers? What's the reason why remix comps are around? Well, I guarantee most of it is probably because not any of the things that I just mentioned. I would argue that remix comps are around and labels do remix comps and sometimes even artists do remix comps. And this goes into, you know, this idea of what we're getting into of why remix comps are around could be a great marketing tool for you. And that right there is the key phrase marketing. So, you know. Take take a note from labels, take a note from artists that remix comps can be very valuable for you, the one putting on the remix comp, or, you know, in this case, it's very valuable for the label and the artist. And going back to the term of marketing, that's basically the sole reason for these remix comps. Yes, artists get get something out of it, right? Smaller unknown artists can it, it can be a big opportunity for them, but Let's not get it twisted that remix comps are around because it is a fantastic marketing tool for both an artist and a label. If a label wants to make money on a record after they sign a big artist and maybe the artist is taking a big, big cut because that's how the artist plays, that's how they work, and they're going to invest a lot of time and money into it and resources, they want to make some money back on that. What's one way they could do that? Well, after the release, how about two weeks after? Why don't we continue the marketing program and announce that there's a remix comp for it? Now you get tens, if not hundreds of artists, sometimes thousands of artists, all remixing a track, sharing that track and, and promoting it for potentially you know days, if not weeks on end. A lot of the times it's weeks on end. It can go for an entire month where artists are creating their remix, they're sharing it, they're posting about it, and it just creates this additional buzz around the track. Stuff that was not there either pre-release or post-release, um, or that they want to maintain post-release. So don't get it twisted. A lot of these remix comps are just a, a great marketing tool for artists and record labels to keep the word going around, to keep the buzz moving, and for uh, new new people to be introduced to the track or to remind people that, hey, this track is still around. And let's think about after the remix comp, they can continue even more promotion after the remix comp, which sometimes the remixes aren't released for two to four weeks, if not six weeks after the remix comp is done. So let's say the track is released January 1st, the remix comp starts February 1st, they take through March 1st to actually get all the tracks submitted, choose who the winner is, and then they take another two to four weeks, April 1st, right? Mid-March, April 1st, for them to release a track. And then that's promoted for another two to four weeks. Or maybe it's, you know, a month and a half after they select tracks because they're going to do pre-release stuff, which could be two weeks of promoting, and then another two to four weeks after it's released. So now you're looking at a release from January is being promoted from the 1st of January all the way potentially through May. 
that's like a it's a you know you're looking at like five to six months of promoting a single which is wild or you know it could be multiple tracks on album or just a you know a single track on album but regardless it's usually a single but now you can see you can get a good idea of why remix comps are around what is the motivation for a remix comp it can be fairly lucrative for just a single especially if you have a big enough artist where it's going to pull in a lot of people or sometimes it's just the allure of a label it doesn't even have to be a huge artist but the fact that spinning records is doing a remix comp i could get released on spinning that's every, what everyone's thinking is what are they going to get out of it which is being signed to spin in getting respect uh self-actualizing right we've talked about that in the past so with that in mind you have to you you got to come at remix comp with a a strategy and you have to understand what some of those pros and cons are with working with essentially what is a marketing tool, a marketing tactic. Now, with that in mind, why is it that I think that remix comps are worth it? Because again, going back to my buddy in our conversation, he is right on some things that there are negatives to remix comps that may not be worth your time. That being said, I think that's a scarcity mindset. And I think that's 100% where the negatives come from with a remix comp. So if you have this negative scarcity mindset where you just don't think they, they're they worth it, you don't think you could win, you don't think this would happen or that would happen, if that's the case, well, going into it, well, then yeah, you're not going to put your, your best foot forward into a remix. You're not going to think that you're actually going to win. And with that in mind, you probably won't win. So if you don't win, then you're going to get a bad taste in your mouth and you're going to be like, you know what, these are, these are, full of shit these suck there there's nothing good from them it's just a big waste of my time now there's things that you can do in the remix comp to avoid that as well like like i i should say producing your track there's ways you can write your track where you can completely subvert the fact that you think well they didn't choose my track so this was a big waste of time what a waste of writing a song. The way you get around that, the way you get away from this idea of, well, this is, I wrote, I spent all this time on that track and now, now I, now I can't release this. You know, that was the way to get a, around that is, and this is why I tell everyone if they're working on a remix or a bootleg, if you're ever starting to work on a remix or a bootleg, you should use one thing and one thing only if they allow it. And that one thing is a vocal. Write an entire remix around a vocal and only use the vocal. Do not use anything else. Why is that? Well, think of it this way. If you were to write a remix or a bootleg and you can't release it for whatever reason, you know, label doesn't want you, copyright issues, blah, blah, blah. Well, then you can just strip that vocal, take it away, and now it's an original. You could put another vocal on top of it, hire a top liner, or you could just release it as an instrumental and release it as an original. Now it's no longer a waste of time for submitting that track to a remix and you didn't win. So that completely gets rid of the issue of, well, I spent all this time writing a track and I can't release it. Very, very important to only use a vocal in a remix comp if you can. Sometimes they want you to use like four elements. So if that's the case, then what you do is you use like the kick, you use the snare, um, and then maybe you use the vocal and then use the lead or the baseline or something, something simple that you can 
basically extract and replace with something else. So now it turns into a, an original. It's very easy to replace a kick. It's very easy to replace a snare. It's pretty easy to replace a baseline. I'd say a lead is a lot more difficult to replace than a baseline. So that's why you should focus on those elements uh, when you're when you're writing a remix or you're writing a bootleg. So you can strip them and now it's an original. You can tweak them and release them and you're basically good to go. If you don't want to do all that, you can usually get away with posting the track as a bootleg. So not an official remix, just post it as a bootleg online. And depending on where it's at, you can probably get away with it. SoundCloud can be kind of fishy sometimes. It really depends on who the artist is that you're remixing or writing a bootleg for. So keep that in mind. You can, you can usually get away with releasing it as a bootleg. Now let's go into some of like what you actually get out of a remix comp. When you do a remix comp, what are, what are most of the positives that you're getting out of it? The biggest thing that I think is very valuable to applying for remix comps or submitting your tracks to remix comps is really just learning how to remix. Remixing is entirely different than writing an original, an, an original track. Uh, in, in some ways more than not, but really when it comes down really when it comes down to remixing, like you, you have to learn to use other people's stems or multi-tracks. You have to learn how to write around a vocal, which can be very, 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 very useful. If you know how to just immediately start writing a track around a vocal, it's how you can just quickly download a splice vocal, write a track around it, send it off to a top liner and have them write an original over it. Not only that, but if you want to get even more creative, you take the stems and you sample them and you adjust them and change them in different ways. So now you're practicing how to use samples, very similar to what Daft Punk does. A lot of Daft Punk's music is all sampled, all their old stuff. It's sampled from older tracks, but it's all original. I was actually just talking to a buddy about this uh, when he was in town for South by Southwest and like how, why is Daft Punk's music so good? It's because they take these these once old classic tracks or these really amazing originals that no one has heard of and they turn it into something unique and different that sounds like Daft Punk but still has remnants of the original in it so that it still has that soul, that character. So you can do that with Remix and you can you can learn how to extract what's good out of a track and alter it a little bit and make it a little more unique to your style and your taste, which just carries over into writing original music. One of the most valuable things about why you should be remixing and submitting them to contests. Now, now why you want to submit those to contests is because there's still opportunity there. If your music's good enough, if you're good enough, you could potentially be signed to a pretty big label. And now you have an in, you have a foot in the door. Uh, not only do you have a foot in the door with the label, but you have a foot in the door with pretty much every other producer that wrote on wrote for that remix or the original artist. Uh, you're also going to be tapping into their network the, of the original artist. They're probably going to be posting the track. The record labels going to be posting the remix. And so now you're tapping into their fan base and you're just extending your network out. Now, going back to the other artists that are writing a track for the same remix comp that you're submitting for. This is just another major opportunity for you to start re reaching out to other producers and connecting with them. Ones that 
right in the similar similar style to you, ones that are at your same level, maybe they're a little bit above you or below you, regardless, you know, whatever your thought process is, if you want to find someone that's better than you and you want to learn from them, or you want to teach someone and and grow with someone that's a little smaller than you, um, or not not up to your level, but you think you might be able to help them and bring them up to your level and you really like their music and you see the potential that they have. Well, that's your opportunity to network with them, connect with them, collaborate with them, and just expand that network out and support them. And hopefully they'll support you back. So just the interacting and networking with other producers and the opportunity you have there can be massive, especially if you win the remix comp, because everyone's going to be thinking, damn, I wish that was me. And if you're reaching out to other artists and you're like, you know, I actually really liked yours. I'd love to collaborate with you. That's going to be massively promising for you and the smaller artists and they're going to appreciate that so much more and you're opening up a door potentially for them as well again think go giving right the go giver don't forget about go giving being in a remix comp is also going to give you an opportunity to be able to test your skills and compare your work directly against others that are working with the exact same elements now i don't think it's always healthy for you to compare yourself to others that's never good um, for the most part. In this case, though, you're given an opportunity where you can start to look at other artists that are working exactly with the same things that you have and start to compare your work to theirs and go, you know what? What makes theirs really good? What makes theirs different from mine or vice versa? What makes me different from this artist? And now you have an opportunity to start to actually like completely analyze what you're doing in comparison to others and see how you can fix your mix right they're all they're all working in the same key they're all pretty much you're all pretty much working in relatively the same frequency space but it's 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 tough to compare your work to others when their work is so much different from yours and i'm talking about originals right so if you're writing bass house music and you're scrolling through spotify playlists that are built up of other bass house tracks it's an unfair comparison when you're comparing your work to theirs, when their work might be in a different key, their work might be using different, entirely different samples that are just not even relatively close to yours. They're hitting completely different notes. They could potentially be using completely different sounds and there's just, there's, there's so many differentiating factors involved with comparing your original to other originals. That now you can get lost in the weeds of like, I suck entirely and that imposter syndrome really kicks in hard because you're comparing an original to an original. If you're comparing your remix to another person's remix, you can make a, a more fair judgment on where your track lacks compared to theirs, what you could improve on compared to theirs, why there's pops in this specific area compared to yours. Especially if you're, you know, working with just a vocal and everyone else is just working with a vocal, then you can really get an idea of like, well, how does my vocal mix compare to theirs? Because you both have the same vocal, it's processed the same, but how is it fitting in your mix compared to theirs? So it gives you a really good insight into your skill set and why your 
your track didn't work compared to that other person and what you can start to improve upon. Oh, is my sound selection bad? Am I not playing the right notes? What was their arrangement look like compared to mine compared to the original? There's so many positive factors that are still within the correct the correct realm of being able to compare your stuff and not get over the weeds into that imposter syndrome area where you're really fighting against yourself for no other reason than that little voice in the back of your head telling you that you suck because you're comparing original to an original. I, honestly, in my opinion, the, the least concerning factor of what you get out of a remix comp the, the one you shouldn't even really care about or be thinking about because it doesn't necessarily help you all that much with growth is going to be prizes. You know, prizes are all involved with remix comps, whether that's going to be software, you know, you get a bunch of plugins, you get a release on the track, you get potentially, you know, sample packs or hardware. Like there's a number of things that you get for prizes in a remix comp. And it's, you know, usually first place prize gets an official release and then second, third, maybe even fourth, get some smaller prizes like some software or a gift card or something like that. This should be the least of your concern, especially that number one prize, because remember, like I said, my buddy is right. The odds of you winning a remix comp are fucking slim to none. You have to be the best of the best. Bring your fucking A game and just kill it. And the odds of that happening when you're competing up against 600 other people, it's it's very difficult to reach that. So don't be thinking about the prizes. And this really brings us to the end of the podcast episode where I want to mention going back to my buddy again in this mindset of if you have this scarcity negative mindset about remix comps um, or whether or not you if you don't, you know, maybe you don't right now, but you're you're starting to feel like you should have a negative outlook on remix comps based off of what I've discussed today. Don't because you need to go into the remix comp with the mindset of what I've just laid out. You're not going into it because you're going to get released on this major label or you're going to get this piece of software. You're going to get this piece of gear. You cannot go into the remix comp with that mindset or that thought process because that's going to lead you down a bad road where you're going to get a bad taste in your mouth. You're going to hate the the label or the artist or the or remix comps in general because you didn't win because you had this mindset that you thought you would win. Now, I still think it's important to have a winner's mindset and a positive outlook like I think I could win this. I think that's important, but you should be going into remix comps with the mindset of this is a tool, one of many tools that I can utilize for myself as a producer to get better at remixing, get better at writing, learn to network with other producers, find out why other people's tracks work better than yours, and take it as a learning opportunity. Similar to the idea of what marketing is, and if you don't know what marketing is because we've discussed it in the past, the goal of marketing is not to make more sales or get more customers or get more clients. That is not the goal of marketing. That is a symptom of marketing. The goal of marketing is to find which tactic reaches your target audience in the best way possible and reaches as many of them as possible. 
And the symptom out of that, of reaching the right audience with the right message, is that you will get more clients and you will make more sales. And so remixing is essentially the same thing. The symptom of having an amazing remix and entering into a remix comp is that you will get one of these prizes. You will get a release with the label and have your name next to the artist. That is a symptom of having a great remix in a remix comp. The goal of submitting to a remix comp should be that you're testing your skills. You're interacting with other producers who you feel are, are at your same level or around it that you want to be around. And you're learning how to remix a track and, and you're just using it as a tool for your growth. Again, the symptom is going to be one of those prizes, but it should not be the complete end goal. You should be going into it with the, with the idea of this is a tool that I'm going to utilize to better myself as a producer. Going into remix comps with that idea in mind is going to make the remix comp feel more fulfilling. It's going to make it feel like you've been working more so towards an original for yourself than a remix for another artist. And if you win, it's going to be so much sweeter that you're almost a little surprised, like, holy shit, I can't believe I won this. Okay, now I'm feeling like I'm at a much bigger level than I than I previously thought going into this. Before we get out of here, I'm just adding this in. After I've already recorded, edited, I'm actually getting ready to post the podcast. I recorded this a couple days ago, but uh, I have to mention this because in my client Discord, uh, someone actually mentioned as I was posting the podcast episode, what we think about remix comps. And he had posted, uh, a remix comp that he was thinking about, uh, creating a remix for, but he mentioned the terms and agreements looked pretty, pretty sketchy. And, uh, I 100% agree with him. Part of the terms and agreements, and this is very important. So I'm adding this before we go, because uh, this just, I completely missed this. I didn't think to even mention it. I'm very happy he brought it to my attention so that I can bring it to your guys' attention, but read the terms of every remix comp. Make sure they're not sketchy terms like this. Now listen to this. This is what is a part of the remix comp. He said, I just read the rules for one I'm interested in, but it says you can't one post the remix to SoundCloud. That's most remix comps, honestly. Two, perform the remix in a set. That's crazy. Three, offer the remix as a free download. That's a little more. I, I, it's not as crazy, but I still think it's weird. This is the wild terms and agreement, like the, the number one red flag. The remix is the property of the label win or lose. This is. That, that's a bullshit fucking remix comp. That is a terrible rule. Uh, if you ever see that, that's a fucking red flag. Run the fuck away. Do not apply and avoid that label. Because if the label is willing to do that to people who are giving up their time, they're freely submitting their track, and it's now the property of the label without ever signing you, they don't have to promote you, they don't have to do anything, what the fuck are they doing to the people they sign? They definitely don't treat the artists that they sign with as much respect. I can guarantee you. Um, or I should say much more respect. But this is a massive fucking red flag. I told him avoid it. Never go 
never avoid that label. Do not use do the remix comp. It is it is terrible. Now with most remix comps with bigger labels, you can usually get away with posting on SoundCloud. Like I said, that depends on the label and the song. SoundCloud's uh, copyright algorithm can flag your thing and just not even post it. That can happen. But you know, giving away the track as a free download. You can usually get away with that with a big enough label because there's so many people submitting to to it and remixing the track that like the the odds of them combing every single one of those is slim to none. And if a remix blows up big enough that a label sends like a cease and desist letter um, or strikes your track, most likely you already benefit benefited out of it by getting a decent following from the remix or the label is going to be like, you know what, let's actually just sign this. So, so in which case, you know, both scenarios are great. But this is just a terrible remix comp, a terrible label, and it blew my mind. So I need to add this in there, read the terms and agreements, read the conditions and the rules, and if they're this nasty, stay the fuck away from it. That's pretty much it for today's episode, guys. Um, keep this in mind. Look for remix comps and submit to them if you... If you feel like this would be a good opportunity for you and you want to release on a specific label or work with another artist um or i should say a bigger artist uh, that you would be remixing for but head to enviousaudio.com slash episode 75 to check out the show notes and i'll talk to you guys next time take care